Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. Do you think he's going to fall for it? Do you think he's going to fall for uh, it? I think it's a matter of us, as you said, like playing it absolutely deadpan and really selling it, which I think that it won't be a problem to do because I've kind of already got it figured out. I'm just going to be like, you know, oh, I, you know, I completely forgot or whatever. Oh, Steve, actually, uh, you're supposed to be reading the, you know, the the ad this week. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. You know, so I, I think it, I think it won't so- be a problem. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to put my mic to mute and just so the, because I'll laugh otherwise. So just so the listeners know, um, we've got three sponsors on, uh, disruption this week. So the first two are legit. You should definitely buy their products. <laughs> but the third one, I called Mike Curly up and I'm like, Mike, okay, we need you to put a fake sponsor into the database <laughs> to see if we can get Steve to read this on the air. <laughs> We're going to see what happens. I think it's awesome. I'm hoping he's going to fall for it. So, But Mike said we had to record this to you first. Listeners like you know that this was all um, not a real sponsor. So <laughs> this is that notice for you. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Can we talk about this blood that Georgia has in her office? <laughs> yeah, that's got, I, I'm I'm ready to talk about a whole segment about like, that. So yeah, yeah. No, I think we need to. I think we need to have a serious discussion about this. We were joking, no? Aren't we? Were we joking about that? Uh, no, that was a joke. No, no this joking. is deadly serious, Georgia. This is serious yeah. as the blood of your of your enemies that you're storing in your office. Yeah. No, this I, is- I agree with this. <laughs> We need to explore this, and we need to save it for the show. And this, not, this is this is the show. This I've already I've already started. Is this the show? <laughs> Great! This will be the first topic. I'll I've got this. a lot of questions for you, Georgia Dow. Okay, so <laughs> some people that don't know Georgia, like, do you want to tell people about this? Like the photo you sent our group chat today. <laughs> Explain yourself. So, so we yeah. have. I will. I will. I will set the stage for our listeners. Okay. So we have a, an iMessage thread that we use to you know coordinate the show and send pictures of updates of pinball games it's called, and can we say what it's called you have to say the name of it it is called godzilla defense force is what it's called <laughs> currently i changed the name of it randomly like sometimes it's georgia oh, dow legal so defense fund <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah god so we're coordinating the show this morning, and we and Georgia says, "Do you want to see my office?" So we say, "Of course, we want to see your office." So out she of sends nowhere. So she sends nowhere. a little video Everybody for us of her office, and then Micah very casually says, "Well, where do you keep the bloodletting apparatus?" And Georgia says, "Oh, here it is. It's in the couch." And then she takes out like a vial of blood and a needle. Georgia, we've we've got to talk about this. Why are you keeping? needles and blood drawing apparatuses in your office what's what's going on here are you like are you not a therapist are you a drug dealer what's going on like are you a vampire is this your your stash of human blood what's what's going on like this is not how i understand psychotherapy to be georgia so yeah (laughs) right doesn't seem legit i have some of i yeah no that's it's actually that's actually all true (laughs) <laughs> um no i deal i um 
I'm a vampire. No, um, <laughs> no, I deal with a lot of people that, that have serious phobias and needles and blood and vampires and um, other things are their phobias. And so what we need to do for the end stages of dealing with a phobia is we need to reenact as close as we can to the phobia. And so um, we make blood. For If you have a blood phobia in the end, we will make blood. I make amazing blood. Like, I make great blood. I could. I thought about going into the special effect field. My, my brother owns a special effects job. Um, so I know how to make... Yeah. Oh, my brother has like the, my brother. Like you guys come to Montreal. Like my brother is the coolest. Like he has the coolest house. He's got the coolest stuff. He has everything that is cool in his house somewhere. No, it's yeah. not even. Yeah. This sounds. Uh, this sounds like a great. Yeah. Come into my brother's house. I'll show you all his cool <laughs> yeah. stuff. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. Hey guys, my I brother? just keep needles and blood in my office. <laughs> come come over to this stranger's oh. house. <laughs> Every horror movie ever. Go down, Georgia. Every uh, look that is that. Oh, I can name like five horror movies that that plot is from Dark Places, Scream. Like, no, does it have like, does your brother's house have a name? Is it called like Casa de Redrum? Or (laughs) it's so funny in Halloween, he actually convinced, I think, 30 people that his house is truly haunted. And that he Mm -hmm. he was there was an article in the newspaper about it after, um, but it's not, um, that I know of. Okay, but Georgia, I have I have questions for you. I have ethical questions for you, Georgia Dow. Okay, so this is this is I'm not joking. This is not a joke. I want I need this information seriously. So if I had a phobia of Donald Trump, would you dress up as Donald Trump and like come into the therapy room and then give therapy like as Donald as Trump? Donald is Trump. That how that well, would it work? wouldn't start off. But that would be that would flood you. That would be too much. We wouldn't be able to start off with Donald Trump. Maybe we'd have a stuffy of donald trump and then an animated picture of donald trump but and then you would donald feel trump comfortable charging people money to do that is I, what you're saying oh, what I, kind of I crazy etsy job. shops are you trolling that have like <laughs> stuffed donald trumps <laughs> i pick up stuff I, if i i i gather spiders i bring live spiders oh into my office. god i bring uh <sighs> we make blood like the funniest part though about the the blood so we made blood one day um, and so we're playing in the blood and, and making it feel better about blood. And um, this is absolutely true. Anyways, oh, that's tell Renee to run for his life, Micah. <laughs> tell him to get out while he still can. This is like the so, worst Castlevania game ever. Oh so so we do this. We're all on the floor. We, then we clean it up, and and I, you know, I, I bring the boy oh, okay. to to he gets cleaned anyway. Anyways, the next day I come back and I realize we missed. There was blood splatter on the outside of the wall, a streak like from a wall oh. outside the wall. And I'm like, oh, my, oh god. my god, we've already had clients come in. They they now they're really gonna be really nervous because there's this like really realistic looking streak of blood on the outside. Do you help all of your blood? blood clients at the same time or was this someone no, who might have no, had a different I issue do, sometimes i do do group sessions but for the blood i usually always do it alone and then we can take the pace of what someone does the awesome oh, no, thing no, no. Is i that- meant like are they all scheduled at the same time so like whenever the next person came in they were also afraid of blood and saw a streak of blood on the wall no. or was it just somebody else <laughs> i did not did okay not would you if that, i were scared of giant robots would you dress up as a giant robot <laughs> Oh my god, that would be. I've been waiting for. There's, there's something I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for roller okay. coasters because okay. then I get to go on roller coasters in the end. What if I were scared of Russians? Like, would you put on an eye patch and like 
like do a Russian accent? Like why the iPads? Yeah. Do you mean pirates or do you mean what? Why the iPads? Think of Metal Gear Solid. Come on, okay. like like every bad guy in like a James Bond movie. Yeah, well, I was so jealous because of my my friend that got to do a zombie phobia, and I usually do all of the phobias, but she got, got to, to do a zombie phobia, oh. and and it works really fast. Phobias are so quick. I think that it's like my my time average is like six six to eight weeks on a basic phobia on a single uh, basic wow. phobia. It's so amazing and then you get to see people and they were able to get you know their ear pierced or get their blood test done and you know it's 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 something that's really like these can this can change people's lives because they're able to make sure that they can get medical help i had someone else that you know was able to get the surgery so that they didn't get blind after it, it so it is mm-hmm. really pretty amazing though it's and it's also a lot of fun like you know so if someone has a vomit phobia we get to make vomit in session, I'm making uh-huh. vomit. That's what I do today. Yeah, I could just send my kids over to your house. They're they're pretty good at that. Yeah, they probably. <laughs> we can, what we can what just if have I were fun. scared of Georgia Dow? How would you treat that in session? Would you have to cosplay as Georgia Dow? Would that, is that how you would have, have to? to do? I, we, I guess we'd have to just do it on the phone at first. I'd, I'd, <laughs> Is now everyone's scared of the Georgia Dow. Just just start leaving voicemails like, Georgia Dow is coming. (laughs) So true true story. I actually had a Georgia Dow phobia and being on this podcast has uh, cured me of the phobia. So we should just invite everyone who's afraid of Georgia on this podcast to confront (laughs) her. Is is what you're telling us. (laughs) Exactly. Tweet me if you're scared of me. That's, uh, that's, that's the way that I see that. You sure you want to know that? Yeah. No, I don't know if I do. I think I feel that. Georgia, you are you are kind of scary. I'm not yeah. joking. This is not a joke right now. You are like Brianna Wu. You know what you're getting, right? Like you are you you have this very veneer of niceness, and mm-hmm. then like I feel like I've gotten to know you over like the last few years, and it's kind of scary, like. You, know, you love to murder people, yeah. orcs. I'm sorry. I didn't mean murder. I meant free yeah. them from their suffering. And yeah, free them from their suffering. This is yeah. they're, they're they're better place. Like, kind of I do orc therapy. What if someone orc. were terrified of Anthony? How would you How would you do that? I I would eventually we'd bring Anthony. I I've had people with dogs. I eventually bring a dog in. Like in the end. Yeah. Okay, no. but you did the opposite um, with me. You tried to give me a phobia of my dogs. Well, you're not. I'm not treating you. You're not my client. I don't have all of the people around me in my See? life. I can just yeah. I can use it for evil. I don't have to use it. Georgia's super villain, just trying yes. to make future clients, is what she's doing. She gives <laughs> them a phobia and then she offers to cure them of it. She's like the equivalent of those people who put malware on your computer and then they pop yep. up the thing that says, you know, pay us fifty dollars and we'll take this off your computer for you. That's what Georgia does. Georgia Dow installs Trojan horses in our brains and in our psyches. Renee was having a uh, was having like a, a, a chat with with my about like work stuff and I brought the dog and I put the paw in the camera. I gave him the close up paw vision. And the whole time Sorry. she's laughing so hard oh, about it. I was. I thought it was great. I was so excited. So we should so probably much. we should probably get on with the show before Georgia we, gives we us talk all about phobias. Micah's awesome new job, though. Oh, we I mean, should. We oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Speaking that's of. Really good point. So, so yeah, why why was I on the phone with Renee? Hmm. <laughs> well, but yeah, let's just let's start with that. Uh yeah, so I I have a new job. Um I 
I do. Yes. After four years of, of exciting, awesome stuff at Newsy, um, Renee Ritchie at iMore asked me to come on and be a senior editor at Mobile Nations. Um, so I'm doing that now. Uh, that, that entails most of my work will be at iMore, uh, but I'm actually kind of bouncing around and doing editory things across, uh, you know, the different sites and also uh, the social media kind of stuff. So um, hopefully soon you'll start to see some good old Snapchats from me and some Facebook live stuff and and different videos and things like that. So I'm kind of uh, coming in and uh, trying to, you know, experiment with uh, new platforms and things like that. So uh, I'm excited about it. And I get to work from home with my popcorn feeded dogs. So that's pretty (laughs) exciting. So, Micah, have you seen the movie The Shining? <laughs> I have, yes. Okay, so Jack Torrance like gets a, a job where he's like, oh, this will be great. It'll be awesome. <laughs> like, be by myself. Yeah. And then he finds himself in, like, a scary murder cabin, right? Right. <laughs> red rum, red rum. This is, like, the second <laughs> reference to The Shining, and we're only ten minutes into the episode. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> so so far it hasn't been scary. Um it's been it, I just started I think on that Renee is probably has not like w- listened to the show to hear like you and me together is not going to be like yeah. that's probably yeah. going to regret that. This is going to be bad for your brand, really. I I think that there is a a very significant danger of ruining the iMore brand with this show. I think so, so. I yeah. think so. In theory, so. in theory and in in all of my hopes, uh Georgia and I will meet at uh the Consumer Electronics Show, the next one that takes place, hopefully. Oh, that would be too much. Her but- she was jumping on she was jumping on casper mattresses with guns mobile nations will come crashing to the ground when that happens because we will have crossed the streams that would be too bad this is why i would imagine it's like working with renee because you know he's so nice and smiley and all of this and like he's like he'll write he'll be like hey everybody i just want everyone apple know i'm thinking about you today like like, it's it's behind closed doors it's just like i don't care about apple i don't care about anything to the article like that's that's what he's gonna be like when when if mike and i are in the same room together oh my god yeah Yeah. i can't answer that question um all behind the scenes uh communications aren't to be shared but uh uh, if i'm blinking my left eye then you know that what you're saying is true and i may or may not be blinking my left eye right now um why don't we why don't we take a break and mike you tell all of our listeners about something that's awesome Yeah, I'll tell you about Braintree. This episode of Disruption is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. Then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree 
Braintree will support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support mean you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Thank you so much to Braintree for their support of Disruption and our good friends at Relay FM. So let's talk about so Michael, one of the things that you covered this week is there's a new social net I, I don't even know if you would call it a social network or a broadcasting platform or or it's it's like a hundred different things, but this thing called talk show that all of a sudden erupted over Twitter this week. And I guess I mean you're the one who who interviewed the the creator. Maybe you can explain uh, a little better about what this is, but the the gist that I got from it is that it's basically a platform that is kind of like Twitch, except that instead of streaming video games, you're streaming your text conversations with other people. Am I am I understanding that right? Yeah, I, I think that I think, and this is not you know a slight to you. I think that a lot of people are overthinking it. Um, so to me, what talk show is is. It's exactly what we're doing here, but instead of doing it over uh, audio, where people can tune in and listen to us whenever they get it downloaded, it's just text. So the idea is that, uh, you know, people regularly have iMessage conversations, and a lot of times people actually do share those uh, conversations online. So there's been, there was one time where um, my boyfriend, for example, was like, uh, whenever you're at the store, can you please get some ranch dressing, some Hidden Valley ranch dressing. And I said, we have ranch dressing at home. It's, and he said, the organic kind. I said, yeah. He goes, ah, but that tastes like uh, turmeric and butthole. Um, and <laughs> that was too hilarious to not share with the entire world. So I, you know, screenshotted it and po- posted it on Instagram. So all that it is, is, uh, you know, you, you host a show with other people or by yourself and you just have conversations instead of with audio over text messaging. You can send GIFs, uh, from Jiffy. You can send, Oh, you're making uh, my heart so sad when you say it like that, Micah. GIFs. Oh, uh, uh, we, we just butter. need to break you over the phobia. Um, you can say <laughs> it's not GIFs a phobia. It's an aversion is what it is. You, you can send images and then of course texts. Uh, and yeah. if you have like a, a, you know, a custom keyboard, then you can send stuff from there too. So yeah, it's, you have conversations with other people. You can invite them to the show uh, as they're called and then people can react. But the cool thing about this, that's different from Twitter. Like right now, if I was on Twitter, I could send a message to uh, let's say Casey Liss and in it, I say macaroni and cheese of all kinds is terrible. And you're terrible. Other people who saw that, who follow both of us could then chime in with their own thoughts and their own conversations and all that kind of thing. And maybe I don't really want them to, but I want like all of the people that I know to see it and be able to, you know, to see that that is taking place or whatever with, um, with talk show people, the most that they can do where you can actually see it is they can heart each individual post. So people who are tuning in can just like tap the little heart next to it. And it says, Oh, you know, this, this thing has been liked. It just kind of like fills in, but there's also a reactions tab where you can go and see how people are reacting, but they're canned responses there. It essentially keeps the trolls at bay, uh, in that sense, because people can't say anything they want to, they can only say those things. And as long as they're not a co-host of the show, uh, then they can't say whatever they want freely. So the idea of course is yes, you need to be careful. 
careful about what you're saying because you are having a public conversation. Uh, but you know, whatever you're comfortable saying, like say in a podcast, you could say, uh, in this thing. So it's an interesting service. And for some reason it just like took off one day. And I think it it climbed the charts on uh, product hunt. And then soon after was, uh, making the rounds on Twitter. And I, uh, started, uh, we fired it up over at, uh, iMore and put together a little channel where we all talked to each other and shared like our workspaces and talked about some other things. And then later that night I had an interview with Sippy and, uh, we actually had a talk show conversation on talk show and I interviewed him and, and talked to him about the service. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the, 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 the reason that, you know, this came up because like, you know, obviously this is something that you're as a technology journalist, you're paid to keep up on these things and, and to go through and research this. And I think that it's, it's something that happens a lot, you know, as you exist on the internet, that all of a sudden this new service kind of pops up. Like a couple months ago, there was peach and then that was the big thing for like two weeks. And then, and then that mm-hmm. faded away. And, and this is, this is another thing that that's been coming up. And there are these things that pop up every so often. And it's how do you decide, like, if something is for you, whether it's worth even investigating to try to figure out what it is? Because I mean, something like this, right? Like it's, you see everybody using it, but it just took you about three minutes to explain it <laughs> in, in a podcast where, you know, somebody who's just looking at it is like, what is this thing, right? It's very easy to get overwhelmed with all of these different things that are all competing for your time and that you need to kind of split your, your participation in as you start to, to join them, right? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who feels this way? Or is this something that, you know, is, is kind of more of a, a common experience? I, I don't have a lot of time for social media of any sort. So I really do wait until like, well, some of the stuff I just have to do because <laughs> I just have to be part of it. It's like it's not really an option for me um, because of my job. But besides that, I will usually always wait it out, see what people are doing, see if it actually offers me something that I'm interested in. Um, or am I going to be writing a whole bunch of stories about it? And so then I'm going to you know get involved so I can accurately say how I feel about it. Um, but I'm not usually one of those jump on the bandwagon first people unless something really excites me, like the HTC Vive. <laughs> yeah, I threw that in there. Wasn't that nice? Uh-huh. That was masterful. No, oh, wasn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> and that's how you get Georgia underscore Dow instead of Georgia Dow. Oh, oh that is true. That is true. That hurt, Micah. Yeah. That hurt. It's so true. Oh, the pain of the truth of that. Okay, Bree. Bree. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> no, I thought you were just going to say that. that was yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I mean, you know, Steve, you and I were on app. Right. Together. Yeah. That's right. what I was thinking of originally. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's like being in the VC scene. I see a lot of people that are constantly trying to come up with new social networks. You know, it's like we all used Peach for like a weekend and then it was gone. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, the the Nintendo social network, like I think that's got a little bit more staying power. It's it's a solid app, but, you know, it's kind of here and it's gone. Nintendo? Just... So, sorry, what? Pardon? Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mitomo, it's really solid. Mm. So I don't know. I do think that there's a limit to how many social networks you can be on. I mean, I think you have a primary one, and then I think if you're really busy, like you can do a second one, and then. But how many social networks are you on, Bree? I'm on all of them, but to okay. be honest with you, like my assistant handles most of them. So, um, you know, like the Brianna Wu 
page on Facebook. She she runs that, and I post like one thing to Facebook a week, and it's just you know it's just not something I, I really care about anymore. So I don't know. It's a uh, I mean. But it's like every time one comes out, uh, I don't want to make the same mistake I did with Twitter as far as, you know, not, not, you know, signing up for it as soon as possible. So I don't know. Um, I definitely think it's true, though. And, you know, Georgia, there's something you've been, you said last week. You know, sometimes I listen to you and <laughs> it seems like you have good ideas sometimes. <laughs> and you were, you were talking about how this, uh, this need to like keep up with the rat race is bad for you, right? Yeah. And I got to thinking about that, how there's like this sense that you're always missing out on Twitter if you're not there. And like, I've really very deliberately this week, like spent time off Twitter and like spending more time like playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper on my phone. <laughs> and I've noticed like my stress level going down. Awesome. So, I yeah. don't know. It's it's hard to not notice that like you seem to have less stress in your life than I do. Um, and, you know, maybe some of that is part of the sociopathic like yeah. Uh, yeah. inability to tell good from evil because <laughs> you, you are in fact a serial killer. But you know, maybe you're on top of that was my this, like. Yeah, maybe you're on to something with this, like, stay off social media. <laughs> I will say, uh, I do think that, you know, getting over what I, I felt really overwhelmed with even Slack recently, uh, where I used to, you know, try to have conversations because being on different podcasts uh, on different networks means I'm in the incomparables Slack. I'm in the relay Slack. I'm in, uh, my current work Slack. I was in my Mike previous work. Slack. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I was also in a few beta, uh, app Slacks oh. and I just started to, I would not even open up Slack during the day. Um, or so, well, I, sh I should rephrase that while I was at work, I would open up Slack, but I wouldn't log into any other, uh, Slack teams. But then while I was at home, I just wouldn't even open it up at all because I just could not, I, you know, I always yeah. felt like I was missing something or there was just too much to catch up on. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I do think that, you know, there's a lot of almost just like feeling like you're running out of, of gas and trying to do all of these things. And, you know, one of my main things in trying out new social media platforms is securing my name on them. Yeah. I'm uh, this, and see, I worry about even saying this cause it sounds so arrogant or like uh, narcissistic but I'm just worried that someday there's going to be some social network that takes off. Someone's going to yeah. have my name and they're going to say terrible things to people or be a mean person. And then, you know, suddenly people think that I'm uh, Georgia Dow and like <laughs> I'm a terrible mean person. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just don't want Georgia beating me to social networks and uh, ruining my reputation. That's is, it. Is what now it it's on. Now I'm going to be I... you on social networks. You just created something. I'm just letting you know. Oh, no. How do you cure if you're social networks, Georgia? No, um, but I, I mean, it doesn't even have to necessarily be as sinister as that because I mean, like, I have a a name that is like two dictionary words uh, everywhere mm -hmm. that I'm wicked good. I, I try to have wicked good everywhere, and if I don't sign up for something, it's very likely that somebody else is going to take that before I get to it. And it's it's not even a matter of me wonder, worrying that somebody else is going to start impersonating me and saying terrible things in my name. It's just that it's a pain when you're tell if if something does take off like this happened with me with Twitch. Where I, I think I actually signed up for Twitch and then I forgot my login and I had to start another one. So it may have been myself that, that, <laughs> that, that, that aced myself out of my own Twitch channel. But, um, but in any event, like, 
it, it's annoying for me to have to say, well, I'm wicked good everywhere, but my, my Twitch ID is this other thing. And, you know, you just want to be able to say, look, I'm wicked good everywhere. Just look for me. And when, right. as soon as you have to start making exceptions, then that makes it more complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and it becomes more difficult, like, to find you online because that, that's where a lot of us live, uh, you know, or at least a lot of our, our work or our personality or, or what have you takes place there. And so you do want to be able to say, hey, you can find me at this wherever, you know, all, all the people are. Uh, and, and so to kind of go back to what Brie was saying before about, you know, social media networks kind of being a thing and then dying, um, the one thing that – and I, I should be clear, like, I'm not advocating that, you know, talk show is the next big thing or whatever. It just, it was interesting to me for sure. And, and I like some of the ideas behind the app, but, um, I think that what, what seems to be good about it is, you know, on, on Twitter and on, um, uh, peach on all of these different things, the idea was to kind of amass, uh, friends and, and, and followers and make sure that those, you know, that, that your friends and your people are on those channels, uh, are all on those networks. Sorry. And with, uh, with talk show, it's, it's really not about that. Like, yes, you know, you want to be able to have someone that you can talk to that you trust or that, you know, are wanting to have a new conversation with. But other than that, like you don't need to have people watching. You can, and the, there's a guarantee that someone's going to tune in because, uh, what's also, I think, interesting about the app. And it reminds me a bit of this, uh, app I used to use a long or service I used to use a long time ago called daily booth is that, it's constantly being updated with like new, new shows that are launching. So, uh, there's a, there's a page that shows you like things that you would be interested in based on shows that are getting featured by the service and then also people that you follow. But if you don't follow anyone, there's a uh, channel called like what's on now or something like that. And you can go there and see all the shows that are taking place literally right at the moment, whenever you're on the service. So, you know, there's no barrier to entry in terms of A, being a spectator um, of shows, but B, being able to have, you know, audience members tune in and, and check out your show too. So I think the lowering that a little bit and not, you know, kind of tying things around how many followers do I have or can people interact with me does help a little bit uh, and makes it a bit easier to uh, get people signed up. It also uses the cool Twitter digits thing where you put in your number and then it sends you a code and that serves as your login like it's it's tfa or i mean it's 2fa forever um and so there's not like a let me plug in my email let me plug in this let me you know click on a confirmation like yada, fact, yada yada though that it that it has to have my my phone number so yeah for some you know, people i could make i could make a fake email account to be able mm-hmm. to logged into social media where they're not going to be able to contact me but my phone number is pretty locked to who i am uh, to what I do. And that's a lot of personal information for me to yeah. give up just so that I can listen to two people have a conversation. Well, Georgia, here's but, a, here's yeah. a top tip. If you have a, if you have a Google voice number, you can give that out and get a text to it and then not have to tie it to your phone number. Oh, I do like that's that. That's true. Not yeah, that but that's like that's an extra today. step. And I wonder, too, if this is one of those, I don't know, for me, like my number is not that 
you know, I, I don't yeah. have any like personal ties to it because if people want to get a hold of me, they're more likely to actually get an answer from me if they tweet at me than they are if they call me. I do no, not answer from calls. About, it's Same. not about that. Same. It's about that your personal number links this account directly to who you are. So it's ah. no longer an anonymity. So I like Steve's idea of using a different number to that. I don't think that most people will. And I also wonder, are they going to sell this information then? And this is going to be one of their ways of revenue, right? Because even if they say at the beginning, when an app comes out and they say, listen, we're not going to use any of your, um, you know, private information for our own use, they can change that at any point in time. Their Mm -hmm. terms of service um, Mm -hmm. and privacy can be changed. And they can say, well, guess what? Now we're going to, and that's already been given and you can't take it back. Mm -hmm. Or it can be bought out, of course. Well, great. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but if I can just say the last thing on this, and, you know, it's it's very tangentially tied to this, but, um, you know, we're, and this is not a joke. That's my fourth time saying that on the show today. This really isn't. Like, we have a a new sponsor on uh, Rocket that's coming up, and it's it's Blue Apron. And one of the reasons uh, I started using them was because I realized I had really gotten in the, the habit because I have so many uh, threats and all this stuff coming to me of just sitting there and spending time on Twitter in the evenings instead of being, like, present with my husband. And what I realized, you know, when we moved to our new place is, you know, I needed to do something to, like, radically change this paradigm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I subscribed to this and it, it like sends you all this stuff that you make dinner with and, yeah. you know, like, like they don't have that in, in that Canada. Way. They don't have blue apron in Canada. You know, it's, it's, you know, if you're a terrible cook like me, it's cool. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> this is like something like me. that I have don't to. Don't go over to Bree's something... house for supper is what you're saying. No, no, no. I, well, you shouldn't if I don't have blue apron to cook. <laughs> don't you just don't soil? Don't you just feed everyone soilant? No, I drink soilant for breakfast and lunch, Jordan. Okay, just Don't yes. listen. I I have people that call and send me like free samples of soilant competitors. Do they really? Like, oh my that, god! That girl that like drinks soilant at this point. But no, like oh. come and be, like, oh god, stop trying to get me off course. My point is, you know, I realized I was spending so much time like absorbed in yeah. social networks. I was like abrogating the things most important in my life, which is my husband. Um, and to a lesser extent, Rocket, who's my dog, who I love. So, you know, like, that's not your only dog. What I about your like other dog? They're uh, my heart. Clown <laughs> and Splat are they're okay. I love them. Rocket, she's Rocket, and I have like a bond. Oh, that's she's, crazy. She's my dog. There's a hierarchy <laughs> in the in the in the woo canine portion of the family. That's I love. Look, don't you dare tell me. I, I Off know topic you, again. Lewis. I know you have a favorite kid. Yeah, I know you, George Dow. I bet you have a favorite kid too. So, like, don't tell me. Like, you have to. How can you not? I love how she doesn't ask if I have or say that I have a favorite dog of my two dogs because you know better. Oh, do you, you I, know I thought you only had one dog. Do you no. not have a favorite dog, Micah? I have two dogs, and I'm. I. I. I no, I don't love them separately. I love them both the same. <sighs> oh, I. 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 If any one of my dogs had like a, a an illness, like I would pay equal money to save any of their lives. Like I love them, but like my dog that I connect with the most is Rocket because she's bananas. Like, 
but I love all of them. So. Okay, I see what you're saying now. That yeah, that that makes sense. I was like, you know, you may love them all equally, but you may not like them all equally. And that, that, those are two <laughs> different things. I I so the thing with Rocket, this is this true story of Rocket. Like we we were at Disney World, and I said. F it, Frank, we're getting another dog. And he was like, no! <laughs> so then we called out the person selling the dogs, and I said, I want the craziest dog you have. This is a true story. And then they were like, oh, but this one dog, she's, she's really bad. And I said, that's the one I want. Stop arguing with me. And she's just bananas. Like, she is a horrible dog, and I love her because she's so badly behaved. So, uh... Yeah. You you connect you you uh, on do. a deeper level. Yeah. What were we talking She's about again? I have no idea. We should social pro- networks. <laughs> Spend time with your damn family. Yeah, get, oh, off, get off the internet, which, Micah Sargent. S- speaking of which, Bree, uh, no, yeah. Stephen. Um, <laughs> I uh, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> we're going on to the point of the show where you uh, ask us questions and we try to help you out. I, um, this so- is the part of the show where Bree and I. Beatbox and Micah and Steve rap. So no, ready? It's not. That's a bad. Ready? That's a terrible idea, Georgia. Nobody wants I that. Think this is a great idea, Bree. Are rap, you ready? Georgia's trying rap, to make rap, sure rap, to get us canceled rap, rap, in four in four, uh, four episodes. <laughs> what is happening right now? We got some beatboxes rap, from Georgia Dow. <laughs> <laughs> Bree was bringing it mighty. I no, I I can't. Where's nope. your mother? Last time I did this, I got so much hate afterward. Yeah. Did, you, did you just say Steve? Flippers? I said where's your mother? Did you just try to give a vanilla. I, I, I think that's I, that's exactly what I did. He is my rap my rap idol. Oh my god. <laughs> Like at least I, I am higher, Steve. I was not like, allowed. I was not allowed four. to listen to rap when I was a kid. So you know what we should I, do? <laughs> we should all practice beatboxing, and then we do like who is the the worst and best at beatboxing oh after we do like two weeks of training. I also love how we were like, "Hey, we have twenty minutes left to get to the questions," <laughs> and then Georgia Dow throws us off track again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is why we can't do an hour show, Georgia. This is this, this is, is why we can't have reason. nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. So, uh, before we get to all those calls and voicemails and tweets and all that fun stuff, so Micah, why don't you tell us about something amazing? Yes, I'm going to tell you about Squarespace. This episode of Disruption is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building your website today at squarespace.com. All you got to do is enter the offer code DISRUPTION at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. So Squarespace is awesome. I've got like a crap ton of sites on Squarespace, and they've never let me down. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace Squarespace helps you capture every detail because it's if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. Squarespace puts all the power you need into your hands and takes away those pain points like having to worry about hosting, scaling, or what happens when Brianna Wu tweets about your website. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed, even if you're not a professional like all of us here, with no coding required. And you'll easily be able to make your website look and feel exactly how you want it to. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology to power your site 
site and it's super secure and stable. It's trusted by a bunch of people, like millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. But that's not all. Squarespace also has some other features. So, you know, maybe you're having trouble with your website late at night and you're trying to figure out how to sell Soylent uh, that's not actually Soylent so that you can get it to Brie. And so you, you need to you need to talk to somebody. They've got 24-7 support with live chat and email with teams all over the world so that they can always be there to help you. A commerce platform so you can sell stuff easily and rock solid fast hosting. If you want to stretch your Squarespace even further, they've got all these great ways to, to dig into the code with their dev platform. So if you know a thing or two, then you can uh, go ahead and do that. If you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name so you can have sellingsoylenttobree.com, allowing you to choose exactly <laughs> what you want your site to be called. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. That's it. Eight bucks. That's like what? A latte and a half? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, because you totally will or else, make sure to use the offer code disruption to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our show. We thank Squarespace for their support of all of us here at Relay FM. Squarespace! Micah, can I set up a can I set up a site to sell a counterfeit Georgia Doubt work blood on the internet at, at discount prices? <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Yes, we just need to get a hold of Georgia's brother so that we yeah. can get a good recipe. Oh no, I got a guy. I got a guy. We got this all covered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, it, I'm just gonna make it out of like out of like cherry syrup and grenadine. It'll be fine. So I have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should sell organic, uh, grass fed, free range. Work blood. Ooh, free range uh, work know, blood. Yeah, it's super hip right now. Uh, all, all the all the health stuff is super hip. So yeah. we should, yeah, we should definitely do that. Free range orc blood dot biz. Yeah, vegetarian orc blood. <laughs> Does that mean that the 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 Urukai were were vegetarians? That's a good question. Okay. What does it take to be a vegetarian orc? Uh, yeah, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they are like of they are of mud, aren't they? Isn't that the idea that they come from the earth? They do, but I don't think that they're vegetarians themselves. Is my thought? But I mean, so like, so it's like a it's like a giant piece of broccoli that moves basically because <laughs> it comes from the earth, and so technically you are eating a vegetable when you eat an orc. See, there you go. That, if you can think about that the next time you're chowing down on a cucumber. You can think about uh, <laughs> that is really sick. That's a sick joke, Micah. You need you need help from Georgia now. You bring a friend along. Right? Bring a friend. Uh, Georgia has a reason that I think this way. Uh, I don't know if this is good for my practice, really. <laughs> this is a this is just an hour and a half yeah, long advertisement for your for your clinic, Georgia. Yeah, for people to not go see. <laughs> Have you got any clients like from our show? Like, hey, I've been listening to you on Isometric. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you seem like the kind of person I should pay money to solve my problem. You know what? For. It's so funny. I this might shock yeah. you. This might actually shock you. I have gotten probably like Skype clients from probably every show except for this one. Oh. <laughs> Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. <laughs> oh. So that, so they don't know we're joking, man. <laughs> Uh, that is that's actually fascinating to me that people are like genuine or that no one's ever come from because they feel like that anyone I'm, would come and say i'd like to see you or fascinating oh no well, that's because no, no, no. on the other shows no. georgia sounds super professional and you know on this show not not so much it could just so. be my rapping skills really 
that's probably what it is. Yeah. But like listening to you on this show is what would make me want to, because I like I I know personally, obviously that you know it's just a big joke, and so to know that you can be like a normal person and not a robot, which is how people kind of think a lot of uh, psych people are. It's like, okay, I could actually like have a conversation with this psychotherapist and I won't feel like the psychotherapist is judging me. So I don't know. This right, show there's so would... much that you could already use against me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, exactly. Ah, she's I could come to you about, you know, that illicit drug trade that I've started and, and get some advice. And then if you try to, you know, tell people about it, then I'll just, just warn them. You could, warn you could be involved in illegal activities and it's still covered under confidentiality um so as a reminder you can call in your questions to 508-418 could let you know georgia dell will know who you are and your phone number don't call us <laughs> save yourself <laughs> burn whatever device you're listening to <laughs> <laughs> so you can call again? you can call us at 508-418-3532 or you can no. uh you can email us through the contact form on the show on the show page, or you can tweet at us with the hashtag disrupt me. And we have a couple of tweets from those people, too. But we got a couple of calls. So let's start. Let's start with those calls. Attention, Disrupticons. This is <gasps> Commander Morgan from Koala High Command. Your vicious propaganda campaign against us has not gone by unnoticed. <laughs> if this horrendous attack does not cease immediately, we will have no choice but to take immediate action and airdrop 100,000 eucalyptus-scented Kindle Voyage units to Marcus Sargent, him <laughs> to language in for all eternity. Consider this a formal warning. I think I just peed. I, this is my message to you. I am the President of the United States, and we do not negotiate with terrorists, Mr. Megatron. So bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring your armies. I saw Transformers 4. I'm not proud of it. Bring it on. Listen, if you can survive Transformers 4, you have nothing to fear from Australians. I walked out of Transformers. Okay, well that's fair enough. Georgia, do you know what ASMR is? Yes. I just got I just got like the shivers and goosebumps from that voice. Like ASMR type deal. Oh, I feel very scared right now. Like I'm legitimately a little bit frightened. Do you need Georgia to help you cure your phobia of Australians? (laughs) Of deep voice, (laughs) scary monsters. Yes. So basically Russell. Right. Yes. That was awesome, by the way. I'm like a little Um, bit like that was that was fabulous. I'm I'm uh I love our uh, listeners. I, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to recover from this. All right. Um Well why don't we why don't we play another voicemail and then you can you can take your time to recover from that. Okay. Hello, Disruptor uh, Disrupticons. Um first time calling. Really love the new format for the show. I was a big fan of and definitely a Disrupticon now. So I mm-hmm. have um two things. Um so I have a serious question, but first I want to tell a very quick story uh about a dog. My dog and socks. Um, I had a dog, which is about one or two years old. She would eat socks. And the only way to cure her of this and to make sure we didn't have huge medical bills from trying to have her have surgery because she swallowed socks whole um, was we would have to give her this concoction our vet told us about to get her to throw up the socks. You would think after doing this two or three times, it would cure the dog of, of eating socks, but nobody dealt with that for about a year. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's my dog story with socks. I don't know that makes Steve want to run out and grab a puppy. But my serious question is: I have a relative who uses the word "crazy" 
as um, a uh, term of endearment for her kids. So, for example, oh. if her kid's doing something silly or funny, she would say, what are you doing, crazy? And uh, this really bothers me. Um, I, I have stuff with compulsive disorder, so I've been called crazy and insane in the past as a way to kind of hurt, be hurtful and harmful. So my question is, how do I talk to her about this? So she kind of sees that this is not really the best thing to get her kids comfortable saying. So any advice you have on that would be great. Thanks so much for the show, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, it's a spark of joy every week to get to hear the show. Thanks so much. Bye. Yeah. You know, it's such a hard one. I had, um, I was giving a talk a few weeks ago, um, you know, talking about the, the usual issues, and I got to ableist language. And I had the the people that, you know, paid me to be at the talk pull me aside afterwards, and they, they said, like, yeah, I just think, like, asking people to stop saying crazy and lunatic is is too far. And I think it turns off all this other message about that and you know i have to say it really gave me pause because for a second i'm going you know like when you live in in kind of you know leftist land i think sometimes you tend to talk to yourselves and i really thought about it i'm like is this a legit thing to kind of push for and i really thought about it i'm like yeah this is something it's not something to like yell at someone about but go you know you just yeah, Steve, you used to ableist language a while back, if I remember, and we had a very nice Twitter conversation about it, and I tweeted it, and it went viral. Yeah. Like, you just say, hey, you know, like, that's kind of not cool to people with mental health issues. Right. And, you know, and, but also, be it's so hard to stop saying it. Mm -hmm. Like, even in the show, I think I've used the phrase bananas twice. Like, I'm not the kind of girl that says, like, heck and bananas, yeah. but, you know, like, it's it's what you got to do. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. How do you all feel? Yeah, I mean, I just, as far as that conversation went, and it's something that, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. It's just something that's been part of everyone's vocabulary for so long because mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's thrown around so casually. And and just to kind of add on to that, like one of the reasons that I didn't get diagnosed with ADD for as long as I did was because I had the idea from everyone just describing like slight distractibility as ADD that, you know, it was kind of joked about. Right. And so I would I actually use the phrase for a long time. Like I have externally imposed ADD from like a lot of different requests coming in all at the same time. It's like, no, I actually had ADD, but I didn't know it because I had this, you know, this weird idea of what ADD was because the, the term was just thrown around all the time when it didn't need to be. So, you know, it's the kind of thing, but it's the kind of thing that it's so baked into language that if you just start listening for it, like after we had that conversation, I just started listening for every time I heard the word crazy and you don't realize until you really start listening for it, like how often that word gets used in all sorts of different contexts that mm -hmm. have nothing to do with it. When you use it so casually, it's hard to talk to somebody about it because it seems like, well, what are you talking about? I'm just using a word that everybody's using, and I, you know that's not what I mean by it, right? So yeah, it's tough. And so, so for me, um, I actually kind of had to take the lead um, in my in my last gig on paying more attention to that kind of language um, because there were instances of, of the word crazy and a few other words that gave me pause kind of flying through. And at first, you know, there was some kind of like, not, not from, not from people uh, in, in charge places, but uh, at least from some coworkers that was, you know, uh, almost a, a sort of, 
oh boy, here he goes again kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, I understand whenever, you know, you might be concerned that maybe this is going to be uh, kind of a tough conversation where somebody's going, well, why do we even need to think about that? But what it boils down to, I think in this case and in many cases, is the, the personal aspect of it. Like, I don't know. I, I have, I've struggled with, uh, different mental issues in the past that, uh, you know, would once be called crazy, uh, right. you know, years ago or whatever. And I've talked to people about that. You know, this is why that bothers me. You know, it's actually, it's, you know, you're directly speaking to me whenever you say that. And so I, I guess in this situation, it really is just a matter of like having a conversation where you say, not just you should stop saying that, but you know, the conversation should evolve or should involve some, some communication and, and to explain why, uh, unless of course you can just say, Hey, please stop. And they do, but uh, I don't know. Oftentimes it takes a little bit more than that, at least an explanation for what the reasoning is or, or what have you, especially with words that are, you know, kind of built into our language uh every day and and there are still words that i'm sure uh we miss and we say whenever and we don't intend any hurt but mm-hmm. it, it can it can hurt someone um it's it's a really interesting thing i actually charles tan called me out on using the word lame uh yeah that's on another Twitter. one and yeah. um and there's there's just things that without thought or knowledge we sometimes use without any intention of harm to it. And so for a lot of people just saying, you know what, you know, this is why this would be bothersome. But it does also become difficult. I think that there's two things that that is really hard with the world word crazy. One is that in and of itself, it doesn't really exist, right? Like if you have a neurological problem or if your neurotransmitters are going to the wrong place or if you have um, something there's something that might not be functioning the same way in your brain than it would be in someone else's. I think that the entire term doesn't really exist to that. I think that if you use the term to see something that's wild and say that that's crazy, I don't think that that is something that is harmful or hurtful in and of itself because of that. When I hear my clients and especially clients that come into my clinic and they say, you know, well, you know, I, I, you know, I'm crazy or there's something wrong with me. And then I have to always say, like, there's not. Like, like often the case, especially with anxiety disorders um, and depression, your brain's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to in response to a trauma or through stress or because of bad things that happened. It's actually functioning absolutely the way that it's supposed to. Um, and And so your brain's doing the right thing. And if it's someone that's dealing with something that is like schizophrenia or something else, well, that's the same thing that would happen. We wouldn't call someone um, that there's something wrong with them because they have a, a heart defect or if they have, you know, high blood pressure or something else. Like our bodies break down. Things get changed. Sometimes we're born different than someone else's. And so I think that the entire problem is that the term is that there's negative connotations and that there's something wrong. We take that as a personal affront against the person when they're dealing with something very difficult. And I think that the shame and that it's looked at at negative and that they're dangerous and the way that they're portrayed in the media and on TV um, is is so very harmful to that because I don't believe that it actually exists. 
Um, we all have different problems. And I think that that's why I think that Brie and I, we, we talked about, you know, when people put on social media and they're laughing at someone that's having like a panic attack or something else and people have great oh, fun at that. Yeah. It's so, oh, so very painful. Evil. Yeah, yeah. but it's, evil. it's just so very painful to me where someone has, like they faint and they fall into something and people like laugh at that. I think that it's so yeah. harmful because it adds to that feeling of, of that there's something shameful or there's something wrong. And that's what's going to stop someone from going to get help and being able to yeah. live their own lives. And we have so many people that are in their house or they're not able to go help. And so I do a lot of like Skype calls with people because they can't come in or they, they live really far away and, and they want to see me for my special speciality. And they may not get help because of we still have this this shroud of that there's something wrong with you. Not that, you know, your brain may be different than someone else's or you may have something different or you may have something to deal with that you don't know how to handle right now, but that there's something wrong with you. And I, so I think that, you know, terms are important. I think that us talking about them is really important um, and the manner in which people use it. So if you yeah. let let your your aunt know why, um, this this might be harmful and that we don't want to stigmatize um, anyone really, but we don't want to also stigmatize uh, people that may be dealing with difficulty. And if one of her children ever have um, something that they have to deal with because you've, they've been called to this and whenever you hear a word long enough, even if you didn't believe it, you will grow up with that fear that it might be true. Like, so for my dyslexia, I thought that I was stupid. Like I just truly for a very good deal of my time thought, well, there, I must be stupid. Um, not that I am dealing with dyslexia and, and because my brain is different that numbers and stuff like that, just, it just does not fit. It just doesn't stick, uh, very easily because of that. Um, and so you don't want to do that because they may even have a problem. So not only for, for his own case, but he says like, let her know that for her kids, they ever deal with depression or anxiety or OCD mm. or an eating disorder because of the term that she may have been using in love and in hardship, they may then not decide to come forward because they're so afraid of that, that label that they yeah. feared becomes true to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that just having had this conversation with a couple of people, um, just two things. One, just be prepared. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is a family member and if they care about you, hopefully they'll respond to that. If you, if you approach it, you know, in a, in a gentle and, you know, in a, this is why this hurts me way, hopefully they will respond to you. There is a small chance that they will, you know, and depending on how close they are to you, that chance gets bigger, that they will not take that well. And they'll, they'll get angry at you for suggesting that. So you do have to be prepared for that. Hopefully this won't be the case, but you also need to come with suggestions of other words that they can use because um, just to help them get started, I've, I've tried to replace it with ridiculous in my um, in my vocabulary. I think the the phrase that started the Twitter conversation in question was drive me crazy, if I remember correctly, Bray. And you suggested uh, drive me up a wall, which actually I've used to this day. But I don't agree with you on that, Steve. I think the best way to like confront somebody on this is first thing you do is you you start a Twitter account, and then you go to <laughs> social justice, and you go like, "Hey, look at this person over here. They use this improper word. Yeah. Shame, destroy. Yes. Quote, tweet, quote, F tweet. you." And then you spend the whole afternoon yeah. tweeting angry, judgmental things at them, and then you represent them as Satan. Yeah, and then you be sure to represent them as racist and transmisogynist and and home like every evil thing you can think of represent and then project your own hate 
onto that person and then demonize them uh, in front of all the friends, even though you probably agree with them on more than you would say, I don't know, Ted Cruz. So that's (laughs) the way that you do it. That's the way you properly do it. You make sure you set your own standards and then you go through life loudly screaming at anyone that doesn't, you know, exactly follow your personal standards. Okay. Well, you okay. Heard there you go. And then you make sure to, start, to sign up for an account at Storify, and then preserve all that for you know for all time. Yeah, Eternity. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. So uh, before we get to all those tweets and all that fun stuff, so Michael, why don't you tell us about something amazing? Yeah. So I actually, um, the the show or the the ad is for a company in Boston, um, and so I just sent the file, and they were like, "Let's have Steve do it because he's a Bostonian, and because Bree would probably, I assume, uh, take it the wrong way and <laughs> run over it." <laughs> I'm, so I'm not, I'm not from here. I don't. Okay. Care. All right. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I'm so from Jersey originally, but you know. Anyway. All right. So. So then I will take a break and tell you about something that's awesome. And uh, we're going to tell you that about the law officers of Dessler and Dalmeda, who were founded in 2014, and they have represented Boston with pride, and they are bringing the practice of law into the 21st century. So they have uh, lead generation solutions that connects attorneys with dependents at the point of time when they are most likely to need legal help without judgment, treating Boston sports fans with the respect they deserve. And uh, there are over 11,800 legal defendants in the mass court system, in the Massachusetts court system a year, and they are spending an average of $137,000 on legal fees and Ooh. court-ordered restitution. And D&D Legal Services, they know they can do better, and they are sending attorney clients to only those requests that match their practice area and location. So uh, D&D Legal Services is here to help you with all your legal problems from unpaid parking tickets, speeding tickets, anything up to a Class 2 felony, uh, including possession of controlled substance with intent to distribute. And uh, they have, if you are in the Boston area, they have three locations near Fenway Park. And uh, D&D Legal Services will work with you. It could be drunken disorderly. It could be an open container violation or even um, even public urination. But And they also offer Massachusetts residence bail services. So they'll get you out of state detention facilities and back on the road. And it's only a $37 legal consultation fee. So uh, D&D Legal Services bringing the best of Massachusetts to you. Right. So is it okay. only for Dungeons and Dragons legal yes. questions that you have? Yes. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that public That urination. was like the worst. That's what's in the ad read. I didn't make that up. <laughs> they got to a class two felony? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Steve, I called Mike Hurley up this week. And I yeah. said, hey, Mike Hurley, I need a favor from you. I need you to uh, add a, a sponsor to the show, and we're going to see if Steve can re- we'll read it on the air. <laughs> 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 totally this is fake. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! That is great. That's fantastic. Did you? I you just didn't even laugh at it. You're like we I, got three locations next to Central I'm like Park. I'm reading it and I'm like I'm because I didn't even see it. Massachusetts residents spend an average of 137 k court cases a year, including court mandated restitution. We'll get you out of jail and back on. The I road. I am just being a professional and reading the ad copy, Bree. <laughs> <sighs> Love you, 
Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I wonder uh, if he would have uh, been yeah. as apt to great. trust it if it had come from you, Bree. Uh, like, that is great. <laughs> well then. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we also got a couple of tweets that people tweeted at us with the hashtag disrupt me. Um, so James, so James one gal at says, Hey guys, I was wondering what each of your favorite books are And Georgia. He spelled it the Canadian way. So you can answer first. Love it. Uh, well, it depends on like what type of books that they are. So right now I'm reading game of Thrones. Um, if it's a kid's book, I love for kids books. I love frog belly, rat bone, one, two, three. It's hilarious. It's just a hilarious book. Um, and then I read like, like medical books, which are boring probably yeah. for most people. You're not going to want, I don't have a lot of time to read other books, but I am reading Game of Thrones right now. And so Brie, what's, what's your, uh, what are your favorite books? Oh my God. I have like a thousand. So something about me is I have an audible account since, uh, the nineties. Wow. I'm grandfathered in where I get like five audiobooks. A oh month. my God. Nice. Wow, $25. That's like with their old audible gold and i just keep like every time they keep trying to get me to cancel i'm like nope you're like you're like those three thing. people who are still holding on to their like unlimited data from the first iphone yeah yeah so but the thing is for me it's like um the i mainline audiobooks and uh so georgia you said something i hope we can get to this on the show at some point but you were talking about how um, like training people to like shut their mind off. And I have been mm-hmm. doing a lot of things with breathing exercises to learn. That. Lovely. But the kind of shortcut I've had uh, for many, many years now is I listen to audiobooks over and over and over and over and over again uh, to the point where I know every word of like a 19 hour audiobook by wow, heart. Wow, that's great. So, so the ones I've chosen to do that, that I could like, you could pick up that book and open up a sentence I'd be able to tell you the next sentence in that is uh, Shogun by James Clavell um, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein uh, The Puppet Masters by Robert Heinlein uh, Ready Player One by uh, Ernest Klein is one Oh, all of um, James S.A. Corey's novels Wait, 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 uh, wait, so I, I, let's, let's test yeah. you on this, ready? Yeah, Okay. This is from Shogun I will oh, begin God. it, okay. are you ready? That's, that's, I, I will tell you a lot about where we are. Okay, okay. Yes. Karma is the beginning of knowledge. Next is... I'm... Oh, God. So I'm guessing this is Mariko talking to Blackthorn while they're at that, the, uh, the village where after uh, Toronaga drops him off and he's forced to learn Japanese. That's what I'm guessing. Or it's Fujiko-san that's talking to him at this point. I, right. I can't. I can't answer. It's right so I'm just Circle gets I'm the just, square. I'm just. I'm just gonna I, say. I know the James. I know the Heinlein novels much, much better. That is such a long novel. Like that's sixty hours long. That even Ooh. I can't. But I know a they lot have some great lines though from Shogun. So, They're great. Uh, oh, oh, Snow Crash. Also, I've listened to that book uh, according to Audible three hundred times. So. Wow. Holy cow! Yeah, I know that one quite a bit. Uh, so, Michael, what are your what are your favorite books? Uh, so I have one that, yeah, the one that stands out among the rest, uh, I think it was like two years ago or so, uh, Jason Snell recommended a book called the Golem and the genie. Um, and I downloaded it based on his recommendation and it has since become my favorite book. Uh, it's, it's about, um, 
a golem and a genie. And what's interesting to me about this book is how uh, it combines like two different mysticisms together. Uh, and so like the, the golem obviously is, is one form of mysticism and the genie, uh, you know, was a fire creature from the desert. And it's just, it's, it's super fascinating because it's both of them trying to like live as normal people in, uh, oh goodness, I can't even remember where it is now. Um, but they're trying to live among humans and not kind of show themselves to be, uh, you know, to be these, these creatures where the, the golem obviously is from Jewish mythology and, uh, the, the genie is from Arab mythology. So I, I just love how they kind of tie these two different cultures in together. And it's kind of a representation too of how how, uh, you know, there, there are so many different religions and how they can all kind of agree with each other. And it's cool that that happens and it's fine. Um, and that book bumped, uh, off the elegance of the hedgehog as my favorite book, um, which is just one of the most beautifully written, uh, books I've ever read. I I've highlighted so many passages in that book because I love it so much. Um, so yeah, definitely check out the elegance of the hedgehog and the golem and the genie. If you're looking for some new books to read Steve. So I guess mine is, um, I don't read as much as I used to. I do listen to audiobooks in the car every so often, but the, the book that I've read more than once, which is that list is very short. Um, there's a book called good omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry mm -hmm. Pratchett which mm -hmm. is a book about the apocalypse gone wrong. And so it, there's like an angel and a demon who are both supposed to be observing everything, but they've been on earth too long. And so they don't really want the end of the world to come. So they're kind of, they're not really all that excited about it. And they're kind of sabotaging things in small ways. And like the, the antichrist was switched at birth. So all of these, uh, you know, all these worshippers of the apocalypse are like fawning over this kid who's completely normal. And meanwhile, <laughs> the the uh, the four horsemen are um, like b a biker gang, and it's so it's, it, so it's good. It's very it's a very funny book. It's uh, you know I I don't usually like you know apocalypse stories, but this is an apocalypse story that's that's very lighthearted and it's um it's very very funny. And if you haven't read it, I I absolutely recommend it. I mean I know I'm sure a lot of our of our listeners are fans of either Pratchett or Gaiman or both. And if you haven't read this, I would, I would absolutely recommend it. I highly recommend the audiobook for that too, because it's, uh, it's theater. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I realized I haven't listened to the audiobook and I haven't read it in a while. I'm looking at audible now and downloading it to my account because I have uh, credits to burn. So I'm looking forward to going through. There's apparently both a, both the book and a uh, radio dramatization on audible. So um, so we have one more, one more quick question and then we will, uh, we'll get out of here. So Slinger Tail, uh, tweeted us and said, what's a thing the spouses of the other hosts do that's up there with smelly socks? So I guess he's probably, I don't think I, anything could be that. <laughs> right. I guess, I guess he's, I guess he's probably talking about us too and not uh, asking us to like rat out our spouses. On, Look, on the show. Compared to what Georgia does to <laughs> Anthony, Frank is Jesus incarnate. You're Jewish, so it would be the, the savior coming oh back. Oh my god. Eventually yeah. yeah, or or like to put it in Final Fantasy terms, like we'll stay agnostic here. The space pope. <laughs> Frank is Frank is the space pope. I thought the space pope, pope was the space evil pope though. Is evil? But 
but that's how terrible Georgia Dow's actions are to Anthony, <laughs> like, in comparison. It's like, yeah, something really, like, really, Georgia, smelly socks? Um, okay, so here's something Frank does. He starts fights with random people in parking lot. <laughs> what? It does. Oh I, I've talked about this I yeah. before, but like, I will go see a movie and we'll be walking out of it. And then like, Frank will look at his phone if the Yankees have won. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll look at some guy with like a Red Sox hat on and he'll be like, hey, we kicked your ass today. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? What? Um... And like, he doesn't, he, it's so weird to me that Frank doesn't understand he's a sports jerk. And I love him so dearly, but he just doesn't. <laughs> like, I was talking to him the other day, and I'm like, I, I'm like, Frank, okay, look, like, I want to I draw some, like, hypotheticals for you here. What would you rather, like, my sweet little dog, Rocket, would have, like, an inch of her ear chopped off in an accident, or the Red Sox win the World Series? And he's like... Rocket loses an inch of her ear. I can't believe she would say that. Like it's only an inch. Do you know how terrible that is? How can Um, you wish that on my sweet little dog? What if it was the other dogs, Bree? No, of course not. It's a stupid baseball game. (laughs) Right. You're not going to wish harm on any of my pets, especially Splat, who is hyper-traumatized. No. Especially for the Yankees. I mean, for God's sake. (laughs) <laughs> They're terrible. I'm like uh, every week. I feel like I'm rooting for the Microsoft to baseball. Uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Micah, what about you? Uh, so, I'm taking this as like things that that bother us that maybe or, shouldn't, or or uh, things that so, we do that bother our spouses. Ooh, you can you, you can do that, that too. Are you saying oh, that this is something? Yeah, I think he's oh, phrased it the other oh. way, but I think it's I think it's things that we do that are on no, the. More fun to talk about. Wait, which spouses. one did he? How did he phrase it? He how did they phrase it, it? He phrased it as he said, "What is the thing the spouses of the other th- hosts do that's up there with smelly socks?" I don't the know if he meant that we hosts. are that things that they are doing to us or that we're doing to them. But well, okay. I'll, uh, look, I've got yeah. this thing on my mind now, so I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> I, this is a thing that I don't think that I should get so upset about. But it ju- and uh, sh- to be clear, he's not my spouse, but he's my significant well. other. Um, and he, so uh, I feel ridiculous even being upset about this. But my God, whenever I get in the car and the the car is parked and the steering wheel is not just put back to straightforward i just rage yeah monster the wheels are turned to the side and then i try to reverse and then i about hit other cars because the wheels you couldn't just straighten out the wheels before you got out of the car come on and i i've said it so many times i'm like hey whenever you park my car maybe straighten the wheels and then i get out to the car and the wheel is turned to the side and i can't even get out without practically running into people (sighs) so georgia do you think that that is an offense that deserves someone being freed from their suffering (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll have to first hear him speak orc then we can decide okay 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 yeah yeah so that's uh that's the thing that uh, what do i do um i'm a terrible person so i do quite a bit (laughs) Yeah, we know. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Here, I'm trying I'll, to think I'll, of I'll bail you that... out while you're thinking. So cool. Good idea. Um, so Maureen has like misophonia, which is this thing where 
eating noises will will bother her to the point where it's like physically painful for her. And I very routinely forget about this at inopportune times. And I will, you know, normally I'll try to, if I'm eating something crunchy, I will try to take it out of the room. But sometimes I think that I'm eating quieter than I am. And all of a sudden I get into like a huge crunchy piece of garlic bread and send her screaming out of the room. So I, I, in that way, I am a, I am occasionally a terrible person, but it's, um, you know, it's a, Oh, I do. Way oh, worse. yeah. I'm sure that I do. I'm, oh. Well, yeah. I mean, we I'm don't sure, want to talk about. Say, yeah. I'm sure that you do, Brie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I seem mean, to remember a Twitter poll. I seem to remember a series of Twitter polls involving uh, Nerf gun sneak attacks while Frank was uh, was asleep. If memory serves. Oh, uh, that was me doing. I was freaking him from suffering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. I, okay. So this is what I do. I leave half um, consumed cups, red cups of soylent uh, all over the house and uh, all the time. Oh my god. So, yeah. 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 And okay, I do this too. Sometimes <laughs> when one of the dogs has an accident in the house, I will pretend that I haven't seen it. If I think there's a chance, then Frank will see it oh. first and then will not ask me to clean it up. Oh, <laughs> I thought of mine. I, uh, I have this problem where... I'm not considerate of the fact that so we we work different schedules and there are times when I am up late and you know he's got to work early in the morning and I'll just come into the room clang banging around and like flipping on lights and going on about my business and then I'm like I turn and I'm like oh my gosh he's asleep I should not be doing all of this so yeah I uh sometimes get tunnel vision and kind of disregard the fact that you know someone's trying to get a good eight hours of sleep before work in the morning so yeah terrible person sleep is for the week Micah (laughs) it's true it's very true <laughs> All right, so so, right. so I guess we've re- we, yeah we've reached the part of the show where Bree uh, yells at you and it costs you to go rate the show on iTunes. This is the point of the show where I praise people that reviewed the show. There are some people that will be spared the wrath of Brianna, and then I chastise the rest of you to go <laughs> view our show. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Review the show. Stop what you're doing. Stop. If your child has been hit by a bus, <laughs> stop helping that child. Oh, no. And go review our show. <laughs> like, like, don't do it. Just go review the show. I don't care if you're watching the new episode of Fear of the Walking Dead, which was mm. excellent. Put it down and review the show. So, okay, we're going to talk about the good ones this week. Um, okay, so PokerCraft3000 said, words cannot describe this podcast, five stars. As Brianna Wu once said, isometric is an explosion in a stupid factory. If that is true, then disruption is a nuke in a stupid planet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That is a good review. That is accurate. It is. Every word of that is uh, excellent, and you shall be spared in the upcoming, um, you know, seven plagues that will be visited (laughs) upon the world. Okay, this is another good one. 
Trust not the Georgia Dow, good <laughs> advice. Since being, five stars, by the way. Uh, since being fully unleashed, Georgia Dow prowls the internet looking for her next victim. True story. First it was her husband, Anthony. Then it was her poor defenseless dogs. Only you can stop the madness. Listen to the podcast. Follow the show on Twitter. Only by banding together can we stop the onslaught of Georgia Dow. Join the Bree Army. Yes, the Cisco. Excellent review. I appreciate the Cisco? That. You shall be spared. Good, good name. I just got done <laughs> right, watching DS9. Great name. Right. Oh, I right. thought it was okay. the guy from the thong song. Oh. Okay. This this is a really good review here, and what I really appreciated about this one was the journalistic integrity <laughs> that was brought to the table. So long live Brianna Wu. Praise emoji. Praise emoji. Praise emoji. Five stars. Um, the podcast. Eh, the host, meh. Why the five stars? Brianna Wu deserves all the stars. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> P.S. These guys are awesome, and you would not, you would be amiss to not bring their unique voices and perspectives into your podcast rotation. Jordash141, I like you. <laughs> we should be besties. If you see me in a conference, just wave at me, and I'll buy you a tonic water because I don't drink alcohol. This is a good review. So if you want to be on the good list of people, go review the show. And she knows. You, you that do not review the show, Brianna oh. knows. She knows. See, you got to get your name in the what, book what, of life. What's going to happen is that George is eventually going to unwittingly unleash a robot apocalypse. And by leaving a review on the show, we'll know who we should be trying to protect when that does happen and give advance yeah, that's warning. That's true. That's I do exactly plan on right. buying a drone. So you should, yeah. you should oh, get that no. up before I get a drone. Uh, if, if, if President Trump hears this, you're in a lot of trouble. So you can uh, you can find the show notes and where you and a link to be able to review the show at our our show page, which is at relay.fm slash disruption. Remember, you can call in your questions to 508-418-3532 or tweet at us with the hashtag disrupt me and we will try to get those on the show. Uh, we are, as always, part of the amazing Relay FM network where you can hear Breeze, other show Rocket and some other podcasts about technology and stuff and space and weird stuff. I don't know. And uh, you can, and you could also follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at under at underscore disruption FM. I am at Wicked Good and Bree. Where can people find you? I I will tell you that first, Steve. Which do you think is a better podcast, Rocket or Disruption? Uh, well, Disruption because I'm on it. But oh, really? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so you got to talk some smack about Simone and Christina. Well, most mostly Simone. Remember that you yeah. can tweet to tell Simone and Christina and. Yes, you see me on it at the Twitter account Space Cat Gal, and just let them know that Steve is saying he thinks he's more talented than they are. Love you. Someone knows how I feel. Georgia, where can people find you? You can find me. It's at Georgia underscore Dow because unlike Micah, I got onto Twitter too. Oh. And Micah, where can people find you since you got into Twitter at an appropriate time? You can find me at Micah Sargent, where I will be sending apology tweets to Georgia for teasing her about her the underscore. Next thing that's hot in social media, and I'm I'm stealing your name. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going to. You should do that. But, but seriously, I'm going to tweet I'm, out mean there. things about about Yeah. 
I'm M Sargent what? on talk show because somebody stole my name before no. I could be it on see. talk show. Me. Georgia, this is Dow? a real fear. Is this you? It's me. Uh, so anyway, so oh, go no. go listen to something else. The show's over. We're done. Go away. Rate go. The We're show. done. Rate the show. Rate the show. Rate the show. Five phases. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, so I had to run the risk. This was like a a, a risk-reward situation. (laughs) I had the risk that you would get suspicious. And, like, I didn't know you'd just read anything we put in front of you. We know that now. But I was worried. Now the next time it's going to be worse. And be like, is this a real ad, Brianna? And then I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'd be like, why don't you call the number? And then you call it up. It's an actual law firm. Whose first name starts with B? Whoa, so you went all, all the part way. Of my gambit. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have been planning this for like a week now. Yeah. yeah. No, the reason yeah. I wasn't suspicious is because your name wasn't on it at all. It was like, oh, Micah knows this guy, and I and, <laughs> and I don't even know. I was just like, you know, I'm already like. You know, I haven't had gluten for a week, so I'm all kinds of delirious anyway. And I was like, okay, oh, whatever, fine. And like, yeah. And Mike also was in on it too. Yeah, so, so Mike was in on I, it, I so know. it seemed legit, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah if the fearless leader is in on it, I would be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but don't try that on me, Bree. I'm watching you. <laughs> you just, you've just set yourself up now. Great. I have all new tricks for you, Micah. <laughs> but Steve, I've, I've got to tell you, like, I have some good stuff. <laughs> I got some good oh stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think my brain is just like, because I'm not even being, I, I'm being serious here. Like, You've only said that five you know, times in the show. To, for, for us to... <laughs> For us to get a name for ourselves, we've got to, I feel like we've got to have that like crazy fun yeah. factor, right? Yeah. And I know I just said something ableist, but thank you for being a good sport. I yeah. Think. No, yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, I, I know that you wouldn't ever do anything. I know that you wouldn't ever do anything intentionally harmful. So, you know, we've, we've, <laughs> no, we've done it's this. It's like making fun of Boston sports. <laughs> intentionally like, yeah. was, the, was the operative word. <laughs> I, she might accidentally hurt you, but uh, NBD. I can't believe you read this, Steve. <laughs> well, it was the public urination that I went. Public urination. Over. Public urination. Yeah. I was reading. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Published, I can read this. Public, I'm like, who wrote this? I'm like, this person does not want to get anyone. But I'm like, who knows? Maybe people really need to pee sometimes. People pee in public all yeah, the time. It happens. It's a thing. I was really especially in the college George town. I was gonna stop it. <laughs> I was gonna and be like, "What?" <laughs> like, like, step on the joke. I was really scared. Uh, so, 